Hello and welcome to the BBC Good Food Podcast with me, Tracy Ray. Today we're discussing the growing health trend of fasting, what exactly fasting is, what the different types of fasting approaches are, the downsides of fasting, and why it might not be suitable for everyone. We'll also look at whether fasting is a helpful tool for those looking to lose excess weight and the top fasting myths we hear today. Joining me is Emma White, Senior Nutritionist at Nutritech, the top-rated food diary app and website. Emma has worked as a nutritionist for eight years with a special focus on weight loss, most specifically, what it actually takes on a practical level to achieve and maintain weight loss long term. Naturally, fasting is a topic that Emma is frequently quizzed on, and today we're very excited to pick her brain on this massively popularized approach to eating. Hi, Emma. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, Tracy. Thanks for having me. (laughs) How are you keeping? I'm very well, thank you. Good, good. So I'm so excited to talk all things fasting today. It's a topic that is close to my heart, something that I love to discuss and very interested in. Um, So I'm going to dive right in and ask you, what does fasting mean? Yeah, straight in with the, yeah, it is, it's quite a buzzword, isn't it, fasting at the moment. Um, So fasting is essentially just going for a period of time without eating. Um, Interestingly, we all fast on a daily basis when we go to bed at night and we don't eat till morning. That is actually a fast. If you think the first meal of the day is called breakfast because we're breaking the fast. Um, So yeah, it's just that simple really is going without food or calorific drinks um, for a period of time. Fasting then, basically, when you're not eating, you're fasting. Um, But when it comes to this popularized idea of fasting, we hear a lot of things about, you know, intermittent fasting or the 5-2 diet or dry fasting or water fasting. Can you explain a little bit about these fasting approaches? What, you know, makes them different? Are they healthy? You know, things like that. Yeah, fasting is it's, it's an interesting one, isn't it? It has really become quite a popular thing in the weight loss sector um, in the sort of the last decade. Um, it's been around for centuries, essentially. Um, you know, lots groups of people have fasted um, for years, but it's really come to the forefront um, in the last sort of decade, as I say, because There's been some interesting research around the potential benefits for weight loss, but also some potential health benefits. Um, And from that, yeah, there are different um, fasting approaches. So intermittent fasting um, is essentially just fasting on and off for periods of time. Um, And at the moment, there are popular approaches as the 5-2 that you mentioned, um, which is essentially two days of the week, restricting your calorie intake to around about 25% of your maintenance calories. Um, So that's about 500 calories a day for women, 600 for men. And then the other five days of the week you can eat normally. Um, And then there's things like the 16-8, which is time-restricted fasting. So that means fasting for 16 hours of the day and um, having an eight-hour eating window. There's other ones as well, like alternate day fasting, where you can fast one day, eat the next, or OMAD, one meal a day, um, where you essentially have maybe a one-hour window where you just try and eat um, all of your calories. So there, there are lots of different approaches um, and sort of research looking at um, different types. Um, 
And it is a really interesting area um, of research around weight loss, certainly, and uh, potentially health benefits. On a weight loss point of view, it essentially works because um, it's restricting our calories. That's the main reason we're seeing. So if you are having a smaller window in the day, for example, to eat in, you naturally tend to eat less calories throughout the day because you're probably dropping one meal. Um, so that means that you will cause a calorie deficit, which results in weight loss. Um, that's the sort of main reason, actually, in terms of comparing a intermittent fasting diet with just a regular calorie restricted diet, there isn't really shown to be any huge difference in the success rate of those in terms of weight loss at this point. Um, it is just another potential approach for losing weight. Um, but outside of weight loss, there are really interesting things emerging around fasting, potentially benefiting things like longevity, um, maintaining blood sugar levels, helping with things like type 2 diabetes. So that's really interesting, but it is very emerging um, research still. So um, so it's, it's one to sort of watch for sure. So when it comes to weight loss, would you say that fasting is a little bit of a fad or is it something that does actually work? Is it an approach that you could try if you're interested in, in trying it? Yeah, I think that's a really interesting question. Um, I wouldn't say it is a fad um, because the, we are seeing that people are getting successful weight loss results um, from following it because, as I said, it is essentially just another way to put yourself into a calorie deficit, which results in weight loss. Um, so it's just a different style that might suit some people better. Um, I know some people find it much easier to restrict themselves two days a week um, and the other five days they can be a little bit more easygoing with what they're eating because they might find it far too challenging to have to every day think about how they can sort of cut back a little bit. So it is just something that actually suits some people better um, in that sense. So um, it is interesting. And as I say, we are seeing from the research that it is effective for weight loss for some people. So if it's something that you wanted to try um, to see if that suited you, then it may be a method that works for you. And I think along with your point on calorie restriction, I think something that fasting can be really great for is preventing all of that extra snacking that we can accidentally find ourselves doing. So if the main focus is on, okay, I'm eating my meals within this window of maybe eight hours if you're doing 16-8, it kind of forces you to focus on eating solid meals firstly, because otherwise you're going to be really hungry and not feel very good if you're just kind of snacking throughout your window. But also it really prevents prevents those, I would say, danger times sometimes where it's late night snacking and you put on a movie, there's a packet of biscuits or there's a tub of ice cream or, you know, and all of those kind of times that you can find yourself sneaking in the extra calories or the extra snacking. I think sometimes just that eating structure that comes with fasting can be quite beneficial, particularly if you're not an emotional eater. I think probably, and actually tell me your thoughts on this. I probably wouldn't consider fasting for someone with uh, an emotional trigger to eating because, again, the idea of like restricting certain timings. Um, but I think for those that don't have that emotional tie to food, it can be a nice way of structuring your day to kind of make sure you're eating solid meals. And and then, you know, when you're ready to eat, you eat. When you're done with eating, you're, you're done. Yeah. What are your thoughts? 
Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. I think, um, as you say, if you're someone that does have an emotional relationship with food, well, we all do to some extent, but quite yeah. a strong one, you might not like the idea that after a certain hour of the day, you cannot eat anything else. And that might just sort of uh, bring up sort of negative emotions or make you crave things a little bit more. Um, so it, it may not suit you. Um, and there are it's certainly not the only way to lose weight. And there are lots of different approaches. So again, it's finding that one that works. But equally, on the flip side, there are people who really benefit from having those cutoffs. Like you say, if you say your eating window is 11am till 7pm, that could really cut out that evening snacking. Like you say, if you just know you've told yourself, I'm not going to eat anything else after my evening meal, um, that could be really helpful in just not doing that mindless snacking, which some people do fall into, um, which is not always really beneficial. So it is just um, seeing if it suits you, if it works for you, if it resonates with you, then give it a try. But um, if it's going to potentially bring up negative emotions, then stay clear and try another approach. Yeah, very good. Um, and so I know you get a lot of questions um, about fasting as it pertains to weight loss in particular. So I'd be really interested to know um, in your experience with kind of working with um, a lot of your your users, is there a particular approach to fasting that they find more successful than others when it comes to achieving weight loss or does it not matter at all? Yeah, that's an interesting one. I think at the moment it's really about the popularity of different approaches. And I know the 5-2 and the 16-8 are definitely up there with being the sort of most read about, popularized. So um, we tend to see those being the ones discussed and and that people are benefiting from the most. Um, the slightly more extreme approaches of sort of more than 24 hour fast at a time and things like that um, come up far less often. Um, and it is something that we're a little bit, we would sort of advise against jumping into something like that um, without medical supervision. Um, so yeah, it's definitely those more popular, um, just time restricted eating or the on and off days um, that's working for people. And um, because it's, it's actually quite achievable. Um, some people do find that works for their lifestyle. Um, certainly the 16-8 I think really resonates with people because it's um, it's just about changing that eating window, isn't it? Whereas there's no particular, there's not one day or anything where you have to restrict yourself severely. Um, you just have to wait for that eating window and, and stay within that. So um, that's certainly one that I think is quite popular with um, our membership. Yeah, and I can really understand that because theoretically we all should be getting a 12-hour fast every day, right? So like those um, those hours when we're sleeping, ideally you're kind of getting 12 hours or close enough to that where you're not kind of consuming food. So you're letting your body and your digestion relax and kind of go into that repair and reset mode. So really with the 16-8, you're just kind of adding an extra four hours to that. So be it an extra four hours in the morning where you delay your breakfast or maybe an extra two hours in the morning and where you delay your breakfast and then you move your dinner up a little bit earlier. So you can still actually fit your, you know, three meals or your five meals or whatever your kind of eating pattern is, you can still fit that pretty realistically within kind of um, that those eight hours. And then I think just to 
talk a little bit about the 5-2 as well, because you mentioned that's another really popular approach to the fasting. And again, it's something that we get a lot of questions on. And I know a lot of um, users are really, really interested in that pattern. And I I often wonder, um, you know, what is it about that pattern that makes it so popular? But again, I think it's that achievability, you know, particularly when we think about all of these approaches to weight loss or dieting where, you know, you're trying to restrict, you know, seven days a week. The idea of actually eating in a healthy, normal, balanced way for five days a week and then just kind of restricting that eating window um, and reducing those calories twice a week. It's not easy. So let's not say it's easy. But I think it just is that little bit more approachable and something that you kind of feel like, okay, I can attempt this and and give it a try instead of that overwhelming feeling of, right, on Monday, I need to have everything perfect. I need to have all my meals planned out and I'm only eating these kind of foods. It just seems a little softer. Yeah, certainly. And I, I definitely know people that think just like that it's it's an approach that just suits them better um they are like we say it's it's harder for them to think that every seven days a week they've got to be a little bit mindful of you know not not having an extra biscuit or um watching their portion sizes a little bit more whereas if they just go two days i can't really eat much today i'm just gonna have a couple of really low calorie um things to keep get me through um it's just achievable for them and then they feel like those other five days they can relax a little bit more and not really have to think too strongly about it and so it is definitely it's just one of those whether it suits you doesn't suit everyone if you're someone who's very active for example it might not work for you to even fit in two days where I wouldn't really advise doing huge amounts of exercise on a fasting day. You're probably not going to feel very good. So that just might not work for you. Um, You're someone that really struggles with hunger, um, might find it very uncomfortable um, initially and um, just may not be enjoyable. So again, it's it's just try it. If it works for you, great. If it doesn't, don't worry. It isn't the only way. It's not the best way. So as with many health and nutrition topics, There are a lot of myths floating around about fasting, as I'm sure you won't be surprised. So I'd love to take some time with you today just to run through some of the most common misconceptions you've heard about this practice. So if it works for you, I'm going to throw out some, some myths or misconceptions and you can let me know if they're true or false. How does that work? That sounds great. Let's go. (laughs) So let's dive in. The first one is one of my favorites. So is a juice detox fasting? No, not not in the technical sense. So a fast does mean that you are going without sort of energy essentially for a period of time. Certainly very, very small amounts of energy. So a juice diet is you are still taking in energy throughout the day and at various points. So you might actually be every few hours having something come into your system. So you're not really going a period of time where you're having um, a fast, so to speak. Um, So that wouldn't, in the traditional sense, be a fasting diet. No, Definitely. It almost seems to be more, you know, just giving your body a break from solid foods. I don't know where that interlink between fasting and and juicing came in. Yeah. Um, I must read up about that. Yeah. I mean, it's quite an extreme approach, isn't it? So I think, I, I think you'd feel like you're potentially fasting because you're not getting a lot coming into the system, are you? But, um, yeah. I kind of feel like you would almost 
get more hungry because if you're kind of taking in some nutrients, it's going to stimulate um, your digestion. So you're kind of almost going to get maybe a little bit more hungry as opposed to when you're fasting, you're kind of telling your body hormonally that, you know, oh, it's not eating time right now. So your body can kind of adapt to that and you find that you get less hungry. Yeah, that's that's really interesting. Yeah, it's it's true. Yeah. So if, if you're not bringing anything in your body, you'll feel hunger initially, but then it does seem to adapt and realize, okay, I'm not getting food, so I'm going to go on and get on with something else. Um, and, and it takes away those hunger pangs. So, Speaking about food when fasting, can I drink coffee and water during the fast period? This is a very interesting one. I think it really comes down to what's your motivation to fast. So there are two sides which we've talked about. There's very much the weight loss um, aspect and then there's the health aspect, so to speak. Um, and if you're doing what you might say is like a medical fast because you're only really interested in sort of seeing those real health benefits, potentially you should you shouldn't really be taking anything. Even even a black coffee is bringing something into your system, which, as you say, might stimulate things like your digestion. Um, but when it comes to weight loss, then absolutely don't worry about things like that. Herbal teas, black coffees, that's it's very zero to minimal calories. Um, you're still cutting down your calories in that window, which is the whole sort of point of it. Um, so, yeah, I think it's just thinking about exactly why you're doing it. And obviously, from my point of view, it's um, we're, we're more experts in the, the weight loss side of it. And so I think definitely don't worry if you need to get yourself through by drinking some hot drinks um, and certainly water. I do not advocate going without water for um, very long. So, um, yeah, fill, fill your tummy with that. Absolutely. Definitely. And I think, let's be honest, particularly in the beginning stages of, you know, trying fasting a black coffee or a black tea or I mean definitely water as you say can just make it a little bit more pleasant and you know that's nice (laughs) absolutely um I will caveat and just say because I don't know if this is something that you get asked a lot but when it comes to coffee or tea it does need to be black coffee or black tea um, because I know so many people when I used to work in clinic they would come in and say that you know they've been on this fasting diet and we'd go through their uh, nutrition diary and they would be doing so well, like everything would be absolutely pristine and perfect, except they weren't getting the benefits because they were adding milk to their coffee or their tea or whatever in the fasting period. So just to mention for anyone listening that does need to be black tea, black coffee, herbal tea. Yes, very, very good point. I think it's easy, isn't it, sometimes for people to... um forget liquid calories so to speak um, but they do still count if it's got milk <laughs> and certainly if you're throwing in a couple of sugars as well um, that's going to be having a big impact so yeah you've got to go for herbal teas um, or black coffee as you say. And when it comes to fasting length is there more benefit the longer I fast or does it matter? Yeah the, uh, the research is quite as we said it's very emerging and um that at this point in time, there isn't sort of a set amount of time that said this is definitely going to bring you the most benefit. Um, again, if we're talking very much about weight loss, then it's all about creating a window for yourself that works to help you bring your calories down that day so that it will result in weight loss. Um, so that's whatever period of time 
suits you and helps you achieve that. If we're talking more along the health aspects, then there is potentially some evidence that a longer fast might um, have more benefit there. Um, But again, if we're not going into those realms too deeply, looking purely at the weight loss side, um, there isn't at this point anything that's set in stone around a specific length. So it's finding what suits you best. Um, And yeah, the 16-8 is a very popular one and does seem to work for people just having that eight hour window. Um, But equally, you could do a 14-10 and that might work well for you as well. Yeah. And I think as well, the point is that, you know, something is better than nothing. So as you were saying earlier, even if you wanted to start by just trying to get that 12 hour fast um, that ideally we should all be getting, um, that's still going to be better than not getting the 12 hour fast. So, you know, you're still kind of building on those positives and every little bit, every little bit helps. Um, and also, I think something that you've you've raised a few times um, is the the difference between fasting for weight loss versus fasting for some of those other health benefits that you might read about. So, you know, cellular regeneration, um, which is essentially science talk for just kind of cleaning up and renewing yourselves Um, and, you know, supporting your blood sugar balance and all of those things, which, you know, I think we both mentioned that's almost more leaning into your medical fasting. So I think for all intents of purposes, for anyone listening, if you're considering fasting, um, you're probably going to be thinking of it more on the weight loss side, just because if you are leaning into an idea more around that kind of health aspect, probably you should be under the supervision of, you know, a nutrition or medical expert um, to kind of support you through that, particularly if you're looking into some of the um, more challenging or restrictive aspects of of fasting. And I think that can be confusing sometimes for people because everyone wants to do a really good job when they're trying something new and there's so much information on fasting that it can be hard to decipher between okay, what is actually good enough for my goals versus what is just extra information that is great, but I don't necessarily need to take that on board to actually achieve what I want to achieve. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like you say, it's easy to get lost in all the noise, isn't it? And um, keep it simple. Don't don't worry too much about all of those. Um, what's the perfect approach? There is no perfect approach. Just um, doing a little bit to benefit you. Like you say, start with 12 hours if that works build it up a little bit if that works yeah just um start little and build up absolutely and i mean speaking on on extreme approaches uh dry fasting <laughs> water fasting what is the deal with those approaches are those something that could be very beneficial well from a weight loss point of view no um, <laughs> yeah this one is very concerning and again i mean the whole research around fasting is still very emerging but this idea of not putting anything into our system um again there's there is some sort of emerging research that that could have more potential health benefits but in terms of actually from a weight loss point of view it's absolutely not necessary to cut out um fluids and i would absolutely not recommend doing that you know we we can't survive very long without water so um it's not a good idea to be cutting it out when we don't need to um so i think definitely include that um keep drinking your sort of one and a half to two liters a day yeah so i would definitely say i'd, I'd steer clear of dry festing um it's not necessary and certainly not if weight loss is your goal i definitely agree with you keep drinking your water <laughs> <laughs> keep the fluids 
Um, so another question around fasting that I'm excited to ask you is if I'm fasting, I can eat anything I want within the eating window and still lose weight. Is that true? <laughs> oh, sadly not. Um, I, know. I think this is, um, it's, it's an interesting caveat is that we probably wouldn't recommend fasting for someone who's quite prone to binge eating or something like that because it might be, yeah, that you see those periods where you can eat as a license to eat absolutely anything and everything and you'll essentially just out, outweigh all of the benefits of the time that you were fasting for. Um, it's still very important to be mindful of what you're eating um, how much you're eating in those periods. Certainly, Fasting is not going to um, outdo a bad diet, basically, and we still need to be very mindful of that balance. Yeah. So sadly, no, we can't just eat cake all day. (laughs) I was hoping you might say yes. (laughs) Um, But I mean, I think that's a really good point, particularly around the uh, if you're prone to emotional eating or binge eating and things like that, you definitely don't want to kind of use fasting as a means to kind of get stuck in that kind of binge fast cycle at all. Um, I don't know about you, but I always kind of think of fasting almost as that's the kind of cleaning up the system. So it's almost like an internal clean just to make sure everything functions properly, helping to get your metabolism back on point. But then what you put in your body still really matters on a day-to-day basis, particularly when it comes to health and weight loss. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that's always, I mean, sometimes people find it boring to listen to, but it is, it's very important that we still get a healthy, balanced diet, eat that good stuff. Um, that is what our body wants, what it craves, what is going to make it fun- function at its best. And um, so you still have to be very mindful of that regardless. I think having a bit of a fasting period gives you a little bit more flexibility around if you eat a little extra portion or something like that. Um, but it's absolutely yeah not the, not the all cure for a, a, a bad diet. So another thing that I wanted to discuss is some of the potential downsides of fasting. So we've spoken about some of the benefits potentially, you know, supporting weight loss and, you know, uh, a healthier eating pattern. Um, But when it comes to fasting, are there any downsides? Yeah, I mean, I feel like there are downsides to ups and downsides to everything. Um, I think as we touched on earlier, there are certain groups of people that fasting may not suit. Um, So, as I said, if you're prone to binge eating and things, it may not be a suitable approach. Um, certainly pregnant women are not advised to try it. Um, but also there can be side effects, of course. If you're going a period of time without eating um, f- for a long period of time, then you're probably going to feel um, a bit lightheaded, um, experience more hunger, can sort of cause drops in blood sugar levels, which doesn't always suit some people. There's, there can be a period of adjustment to it, essentially. Um, so it might not be um, that pleasant for everyone initially, um, and it just might not suit you. And I did touch on earlier, people who are very active, um, it might it, it probably isn't going to be that great for you because it's not going to suit you to have huge amounts of time not taking in energy, trying to fit that around a really active lifestyle. 
you're probably going to feel a bit lacking in energy and things like that. So it is important to notice um, that there might be these side effects and to consider whether it actually suits your lifestyle. So it's one of those that you might want to try it and it might not suit you. Um, So just be aware of that. Definitely. And I think it's probably a good one to discuss with your doctor if you are considering um, trying it, particularly if you have some pre-existing health conditions. We both mentioned some of the interesting research around um, the positive effects of fasting on, on blood sugar balance. But I think in the short term, if you are someone that kind of struggles with um, blood sugar dips or kind of energy balance, it can actually sometimes make that worse initially. Um, so it's definitely important to kind of speak to your your health practitioner about what approaches work for you and kind of figure out something a little bit more personalized. I'm afraid that's all we have time for today. Thank you so much for being here, Emma. As always, I love any opportunity to talk nutrition and fasting. So that was such an interesting conversation. For anyone that would like to find out more about Emma and NutriCheck, you can find all the links on our podcast page on bbcgoodfood.com forward slash podcasts. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of the BBC Good Food Podcast. Join us on Thursday for our bonus cook-along recipe. And don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode.